How is everybody doing? Perfect. Alright. You guys like this gizmo? Does it make me sound like an elf? It's uh, got another little feature. That's the sound from Michael Bay movies. In a world. You know, you know the one. Ugh. Welcome to the Mike Krakowski Show. Exciting. Have you guys been to a podcast before? No? They're, we usually do them alone. Uh, th- this is the... Uh, This is the holiday special of the podcast we've never recorded even one episode of. And we're excited to have you here. Uh, The reason for doing this show was I'm about to turn 30. Yeah. And I just wanted to get up on stage before that landmark, you know? I really just, that was the thing I wanted to do before 30, not, you know, I don't know, get a driver's license. Learn how to tie a tie the correct length. This is, this is what I wanted. <laughs> uh, it's, it's been a long year, not a great year. Uh, a couple of good things happened this year. Jojo Rabbit came out this year. That was a great movie about a, a young, young boy coming of age in uh, the Hitler Youth, the Luftwaffe. Uh, it's beautiful. It's really a great movie. And I, uh, I almost want to go back in time just so I could like, watch it again with fresh eyes. But I guess if I had that power, I should probably go back and kill Hitler. Like if, if, I could, if I can go back in time, I'm going to do that. Rather than uh, watch a movie about all the things he did. Uh, have you ever noticed that when you go back and pe- people go back in time in movies and television, they always want to go back and kill baby Hitler? Why? Wait till he's like a pubescent like, little shit, like he's 13. He's going to be just as easy to kill. It's fine. <laughs> the optics on that are way better. I mean, if you go back in time and you kill baby Hitler, you're a baby killer. Sucks. Another movie came out this year. It was The Lion King, the remake. Who, was, who saw it? <laughs> Cash saw it. Oh, no. Uh, I saw it too. It wasn't good. No, but the one thing that's the same from that and the original is uh, uh, we still don't know who the fuck Nala's dad is. Because it's one of two lions. It's either Scar or it's Mufasa. There are no other male lions. So that makes Nala and Simba either, either cousins or, or half-siblings. Which is probably why all millennials who grew up with that movie are so obsessed with uh, incest porn now. <laughs> not me, though. I liked, I liked The Lion King, but uh, <clears throat> not the incest porn. How many uh, staff members from Kraft are here? Jeez, if you guys are here, who's running the bar? <laughs> <laughs> I went in there uh, a couple of months ago before I was a regular uh, and uh, I was sitting there at the bar alone and another guy came in he had water in his eyes like really really tearing up and he was on his phone and he was clearly typing a novel to somebody and like clearly breaking up with somebody and one of you I don't know who was behind the bar and like flights of beer were on sale, which is like a ski with like four or five or I don't know how many, six, Jesus, six beers. And, uh, and uh, they offered it to him really like chipper, like, hey, flights of beer are on sale. And he's like, yeah, yeah, okay. And he, when they brought the flight, he clearly had no idea what he had just ordered. And six beers came while he's trying to like deal with something. And he took it like a champ. He just like, he went through each one and he's like, Jessica! Oh, ooh, is this a Goza? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, 
it has been a bit of a rough, a rough year for me personally. It's been a long one. I think it's been a rough run for all of us. Political climate's a little dicey. <laughs> Economy's like, uh, you know? So that's pretty good. <laughs> Is that for me or, oh. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, the Christmas gimp. <laughs> here he is. I don't know what he's going to do. Uh, it's a nice visual gag for a podcast, though. <laughs> uh, well, I think I'd like to bring out my co-host. He's, uh, what would you call him? He's the, uh, the Rick to my Morty. The, uh, the, uh, the Walter White to my Jesse Pinkman. The uh, Yogi to my Boo Boo. The Mandalorian to my Baby Yoda. Okay, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, my co-host, Fish Grakowski. That guy's wearing the same thing as me. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I can yeah, I barely tell you apart. There's a lot of people here. <laughs> What the hell are you guys doing here? You, you even know it. It's gonna be. We didn't plan anything beyond that. First no, thing. like the end That's of the script and stuff it. is That's right now. It. Yeah, and now we're just gonna wing it. Talk. So good luck to all of you. We could sit. Yeah, I don't want to. Okay, let's That's stand fine. for a while. I've, okay. um, I did. Uh, it's a Christmas special, so I got you a Christmas present. You got me a Christmas present? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. It's my Santa sack. Okay. okay hold on. Okay, here you go. What is it? It's it's a bottle of booze. Oh shit! <laughs> Strathcona spirits. And look mad. Yeah. Okay. Remember this image later. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna come back at you. That'll make sense later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh jeez. So when Mike talked about doing this originally, mm -hmm. he was talking a lot about wanting to do stand up because he hadn't done stand up in how many years. Three. And you identify as a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Yes, I do. I, I identify you as a Muppet baby boomer. <laughs> a, mu a Muppet baby boomer. Yeah, Jesus. like the, the millennials are the same as the boomers. Okay, I don't know okay, if you okay. That yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's your... That's your but we decided we're going to keep it nice. Yeah, we're going to play yeah. it friendly. And yeah, you know what? Okay. <laughs> Fish and I were both raised by baby boomers, so we kind of feel like the same generation sometimes. We click. Yeah, and your mom's like exactly the same age as me, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's caused, caused the odd problem. Hmm. Yeah. Christ. Okay. So should we bring Lisa up, maybe? Hmm, what time is it? I don't know. 9.23? Yeah. Whew, we're running late. We totally late. lost the plot kind of. Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You guys took so scheduled. long to sit down. Yeah. God. No, we'll bring Lisa out. <laughs> Lisa Martin is a friend of mine. Uh, she's a twin. She's a poet. She's an intellectual. And she's about to be on stage, so give her a big hand. Lisa Martin. Duh. Did I lead with twin? You did. That's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. It reminds me of the first half of my life, so yeah. that's all right. <laughs> so I'm going to start by reading a poem from one of these books. It's really your call. Which one looks better? That one. That one. That one. Cool. <laughs> okay. That's a good start. So. Um, <laughs> I figured out that I have more fun reading if I get people to kind of participate. So just shout out something you want to hear a poem about, and I'll read something about that. Boobs. Burgers. Boobs. <laughs> um, no poems about boobs. No bo burgers, squirrels. Oh, I really want to write a poem about a squirrel. 
<laughs> Come on. The end Those are really world. good suggestions. Okay, these are all, yeah, yes, thank you. Thank you for the affirmation. Yes, audience, you're doing great. However, I have more limited range. <laughs> so, um, crying, okay, yeah, we're getting there. You, you can tell, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, basically, you should choose between a poem about a, a horrible accident or a poem about listening to music or a poem about... That um, well, that invokes that environmental journalist George Monbiot, who thinks we shouldn't fly all over the world because it's let's vote. <laughs> let's vote. All right. What are we gonna do? What are we got? We got. We got. We got. We got. Seven fifty. Seven fifty. What do you hear? What do you hear? George. Okay, I hear George. I'm hearing George. So we're gonna read about George. George Monbiot. No. No. All right. <laughs> you guys are doing great. Really, really. P.S. Can I just interject? If you guys need to go get a drink, go to the bathroom, like just leave forever. This is pretty free. loose. Yeah, it's all, this, it's your don't call. leave forever. Come back. It's pretty uh, loosey goosey. This is free flowing. Okay. Yeah. You're part of a community here. It's great. So this is this is um, this is actually a poem that I I'm not sure I've read before, which is you know fun for me. So it's called Survival and All Other Possibles. I'm pretty sure we're all going to get the idea. <laughs> but what you need to know is that George Monbiot, um, maybe in 2011 or 2012, um, put out something that said, you know, there are lots of things we can do to mitigate the climate crisis, but if you fly, you destroy other people's lives. So that's the kind of thing that, sh that comes up in this poem. <laughs> Survival and All Other Possibles. To survive, we migrate. Songbirds, indelible silver bright salmon, also known as dog or kita, a variety of chum. Human beings, whoever we are, we leave our origin, the imprint of us, a scent in sand, our native sense of balance tilting with departure, leaving us nauseous with purpose, homing. On migration, all possible experts disagree. Do we move toward or away from? My four-year-old daughter returns from preschool with her own image, the word proof stamped across her face. Yes, I think, in the dim kitchen, but of what? In physics, no force exists in isolation. Instead, vectors travel equally in opposite directions, like ideal political parties, heartfelt grief. So gravity coexists with what opposes it, the old force normal that keeps us upright, groundless. We fight or else we fly, like passerines, the orphan in Gillian Welch's quavering vocals. What moves you? Love? Art? Do you still believe in anything unmoved? Is anything in you transfused or fixed by glare on windshield? or fish's glasses, or high-rise, <laughs> late pink sun reflecting the day's end as beauty or blindness, anything surviving that will not die. P.S. George Monbiot says, if you fly, you destroy other people's blank. This is and is not a test. We migrate, love, even if it kills us. And yet, I still feel I might be confusing love with something else. Con, fuse, verb to mix together, perhaps even with its opposite, which is, above all else, the risk, isn't it? The one we take. Thank you. Beautiful. Amazing. The uh, Christmas gimp was very moved. <laughs> <laughs> Your, your poetry books are so deathy. <laughs> full of death. <laughs> Hugely full of death. Um, there's an eight-year gap between them with some crossover, but in the first, it felt like you were kind of looking at a loss of home. Hmm. Did it get better? Yeah, you? yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, improved. Things have gotten... And then they got worse, but, you know, yeah. better again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, lately, you were kind of lucky, and you had your portrait painted can you like like a like a regent can yeah. you kind of can you talk about that 
Yeah, that was amazing. So um, the boys who run Glass Bookshop, you know, this new bookshop, um, they they have the series of literary postcards. So they take Alberta authors and they have people, local artists, paint their portraits. So Heather Buchanan, who's an artist from Calgary, painted this portrait of me. And it's amazing. It's like, just like my face. It's a little bit like bigger than my face, which is kind of amazing to face yourself, but like larger. Um, and just like with crows circling. So it's, I mean, I just feel like it gets at my work more than I could get at my work. It's amazing. So my first book is called One Crow Sorrow from the counting rhyme that goes one crow sorrow, two crows joy, three for a girl, four for a boy. Um, but somehow this like image of just like me looking straight on, I look kind of like Marina Abramovich in this portrait. If you know Marina Abramovich, it's like very fierce. And then the crows. So I feel like in that portrait, I feel like somebody's like representing me as having made friends with the conditions, which I really dig. Oh yeah, cool. Has anyone out here ever had a portrait painted of them? Put your hand up. Anybody? Anybody? Trent in the booth, couple back there. How did it go? Yeah? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's cool. I'm just adjusting. You, like, pretty well everyone on this stage has at least briefly had a column in the Edmonton Journal. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I've had offers. <laughs> I guess I'm kind of wondering that I, I wrote a really long question as I was thinking this out earlier, but I mean, do you, um, I, I kind of want to know the difference between a poem, which to me would feel really free range and like an article where you probably have to kind of like partition what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Cause obviously you're talking about a lot of things or you're mm -hmm. thinking about a lot of things, but mm -hmm. in the case of the most recent one, it was like about advent calendars. So mm -hmm. just, just, just talk about those two realities if you could. Yeah. Okay. So writing the column is a kind of specific task. Like you're trying to write something like in, uh, in this case about parenting for the, for the journal. But if you're, interested in what you're doing you're trying to get in like anything you're really thinking and that feels to me like what's vital about the work is sort of bringing in things um that you're also thinking so i think with a poem you have a kind of like you have infinite parameters like nobody cares no one's ever going to read your poem someone might read it to you at a thing like this <laughs> oh my God, that no one really cares and so you can do whatever you want but with the column it, it feels like a kind of participatory act like you're trying to actually be of use in some way right like you're trying to kind of offer something um but then you also want to offer something in a way that isn't fully consensual like you want to kind of push a little bit um yeah you use that uh, when uh jason purcell interviewed you 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 talked about the anarchist in the parenting column which yeah. i thought was great yeah. yeah well people think parenting is like i mean i think that we're we're still quite misogynist about parenting like it's like it's boring right it's Soccer why mom. is it boring it's because women do it it's because moms do it right right um so <laughs> right yes Good. so <laughs> so i i feel thanks like for weighing it <laughs> So I think it isn't. I mean, all of us are messed up by the parenting we got, and that's pretty interesting. It's like intrinsically interesting. Yeah. Um, it is. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yasmina Odor. Did I pronounce that right? Oh, yeah. I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, yes. hard, yeah. it's a soft S, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So uh, she and you uh, introduced me to this great idea because there's... Who's, who's from the star here? Maybe Hoot, right? Yeah, and so... Ooh. So media, because no one's paying for it, is kind of going away. <laughs> Are you guys right? gonna write a review? <laughs> we meant we mentioned you anyway. Um, but but we were talking about arts coverage, and, and yeah. I, I think specifically you were talking about sort of the literature scene, and you brought up this idea of artistic tithing. So could you kind of mm. like talk about that, unpack that? Yeah. yeah. So okay. So. I think I remember we were just kind of getting emphatic about things, which we like to do. But the thing we were getting emphatic about in this case was the way that we've got to kind of not give up on building and creating spaces for each other's work to exist, right? Like we've got to do that for each other and create it for each other. Um, so actually in the spirit of this, I brought something else 
that's not mine along with me. So this is a new book. It's called How to Do Nothing, Resisting the Attention Economy. It's by Jenny O'Dell. It came out this year. And maybe I'll just read a little piece. Killer segue. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have to do anything. <laughs> that was amazing. Also, Tim, or Christmas Gib. Yes. Uh, I noticed you hung an ornament on the tree, and it's just like, it's just the metal pipe that I happen to have in the box when I brought the Christmas decorations. It looks good, that's all. That's yeah. Good choice. Thank you. <laughs> so, um... You know, you guys, Donald Trump got impeached today, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Woo! No, well, yeah. Yeah. We we know. We know. It's still important. It's still important. It's an 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 unbesmirchable smirch. Is that what the New York Times said? Something like that. Sure. Very close. I I know it's it's tactics now. It's all tactics now. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay, so Jenny O'Dell started writing this book after the November 2016 election. And her feeling was that that was the moment where the media climate, like the social media climate, became sort of intolerable as a place to actually sort of habitate and live. So I'm just going to read a little bit of this section where she's talking about that because I feel like it's interesting relevant interestingly relevant to touch like November 2016 and then this moment of impeachment, however fleeting it might be. So she writes, in the middle of this post-election heartbreak and anxiety, I was still looking at birds. Not just any birds and not even a species, but a few specific individuals. First, it was a couple of black-crowned night herons that reliably perch outside of a KFC in my neighborhood almost all day and night. If you've, ever seen, if you've never seen one, night herons are stocky compared to other herons. They have a grumpy stoicism about them. Sitting hunched over with their long neck completely hidden away, I sometimes affectionately refer to these birds as the kernels because of their location or my precious footballs because of their shape. Without really thinking about it, I modified my path home from the bus to pass by the night herons whenever I could, just to be reassured by their presence. I remember specifically feeling comforted by the presence of these strange birds, like I could look up from the horrifying maelstrom of that day's Twitter and they'd probably be there, unmoving with their formidable beaks and their laser red eyes. In fact, I even found them sitting in the same place on 2011 Google Street View, And I have no doubt they were there earlier, but Street View doesn't go back any further. Night herons have existed here since before Oakland was a city, holdovers from that marshier time. Knowing this made the KFC night herons begin to seem like ghosts to me, especially at night when the street lights would make their white bellies glow from below. So I'm just gonna skip ahead. She talks a bit more about birds, including some crows that she befriends. And she writes, it was comforting that these essentially wild animals recognized me, that I had some place in their universe, and that even though I had no idea what they did the rest of the day, that they would and still do stop by my place every day. She feeds them, so it's a bit of a cheat, but that sometimes I can even wave them over from a faraway tree. Inevitably, I began to wonder what these birds see when they look at me. I assume they just see a human who, for some reason, pays attention to them. They don't know what my work is, they don't see progress, they just see recurrence, day after day, week after week. And through them, I'm able to inhabit that perspective to see myself as the human animal that I am. And when they fly off to some extent, I can inhabit that perspective too, noticing the shape of the hill that I live on and where all of the tall trees and good landing spots are. I'm gonna skip down to a place where she quotes David Abram in his book, Becoming Animal, and he writes, Do you really believe that the human imagination can sustain itself without being startled by other shapes of sentience? And then she writes, Um, startling as it sounds, this explained my need to see them. What was missing from that surreal and terrifying torrent of information and virtuality after the election was any regard, any place for the human animal, situated as she is in time and in a physical environment with other human and non-human entities. Direct, sensuous reality, writes Abram, remains the sole solid touchstone. 
only in regular contact with the tangible ground and sky can we learn how to orient and to navigate in the multiple dimensions that now claim us. When I realized this, I grabbed onto it like a life raft and I haven't let go. This is real, your hands, your breath, the time of day, the place where you are reading this, these things are real. I'm real too, I'm lumpy and porous, I'm an animal. I hurt sometimes and I'm different one day to the next. I hear, see and smell things in a world where others also hear, see and smell me. And it takes a break to remember that, a break to do nothing, to just listen, to remember in the deepest sense what, when, and where we are. Woo. Woo. <laughs> I, thought, I thought tonight was gonna be a lot dumber. <laughs> it's, I'm pretty sure that had something to do with politics. <laughs> I'm pretty dumb. That's cool. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is what's exciting to me about this room. Like it's just a physical place, and that's become more interesting even than it used to be, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I think I think there is a conspiracy of we're all trying to do something instead of look at our phones right now, mm-hmm. right? A little mm-hmm. bit. I uh, am literally like really trying hard not to pull it out of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you want to? Fish will hit me if I do it. Can I spin it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So this is the topics wheel. Um, and so it's a randomized conversation. There's a couple of danger topics on there. What are we going to get? What are we going to get? Oh, yeah. oh fuck. Wax it. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you, okay. Do you do you think it's real? I mean, like, what what? It's per, not real. What percentage of people do you think actually want Wexit? Yeah, that's a that's a super interesting question. I don't I don't think I know. And I, like, my uncle this, wants Wexit. The sort of seven degrees of hey, that's only two degrees. I was gonna say I don't think I know anyone. I don't yeah. think there's anyone at one degree. I me. think I think if you go into any of the rural communities, boom, they all want it. They all really want they the want Wexit. Wexit. Yeah, they're they're Wexiteers out there. But would they like really vote for it? Yeah, I honestly think they would. Yes, of course. They don't. They're not thinking about. Do people really vote for Jason Kenney? <laughs> <laughs> not really. Not really. You're not allowed to say anything. He's my boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a couple of public servants up front. I, they know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I talk about this basically every day, but. There is a real a reality that our entire civilization, free speech itself, was hacked by Russians, right? Mm. Like you all know, they set up things on. You guys Facebook. know this, right? Yeah, <laughs> everyone knows this. I don't have to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> have you heard anything over the last four years about the Russians? I just think it sounds. It still sounds so crazy, though. It is. Yeah. It's in, yeah. It's absolutely bewildering that it. And I don't know if we're going to be able to solve that problem here. Or what it has to do with Wexit. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I, th- I, think, I think they were dropping You guys want out. another spin? <laughs> the audience is speaking. Okay. I was really hoping I would get to do this. That was a really, really lame spin. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> ah! Oh! No, 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 no. All right, okay, 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 okay. We can put this on here. I have feelings, but I have to take some precautions. There's an E. Oh, it's a different guy. We can talk about this guy. He's a mechanic on the north side. He sucks. I'm pretty sure that guy's a copy editor, actually. No, if we're going to talk about Jason Kenny, I have to take a precaution, and uh, the Christmas gimp will help me out. Because I can't. <laughs> this is getting hot. <laughs> 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 
It's fucked though. Like it's really fucked. You can't talk about stuff. I often feel like I can't talk about things. Mm-hmm. I just talk about it in the parenting column. You should really read the parenting column in the Edmonton <laughs> Journal. It's where the yeah. The poets get away with it. I'm sorry, what? I don't know what you're saying. I have no Oh. <laughs> Well, at least the Christmas gimp doesn't. <laughs> Should we maybe go to our next segment? <laughs> okay. Let me, let, me, let me take this off you. There you go. Do you want to introduce that? That was a close one. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, we can uh, go on to the old next segment. It's been great having you guys with us all year. I mean... Yeah, it's been a crazy year. It's crazy yeah. podcast, a crazy year. The Mikrokowski Hour is taken up a lot of our time over the last 12 months. Yeah. And uh, we, we, we put together a little slideshow, actually, of uh, the, the year and, and, and everything we've uh, Yeah, we just wanted so. to look at some memories so far from the show. Kind of. This, this is really good audio. Again, this is a whole visual bit for a podcast. <laughs> Oh, here we go. We're really good at this. <laughs> yeah, look at look at that. <laughs> nice. Oh, there's one. Rem- remember that, guys? Wow. That's Jackie. Oh, the memories. Let's cue some music too. There was maybe. Let's get some. Let's get something going with the. Uh, Heaven. The 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 yeah. Is it is it there? there oh is. yeah. We go back to the now beginning. Now we're feeling it. Yeah, start <laughs> over. If anyone wants to come closer. <laughs> <laughs> is it there? I am. I think. Hey. Wow. Oh, when did that one happen? Remember that one? Oh. oh, yeah, you guys know the wheel. Oh, yeah, yeah you saw that. All back. Oh. Ah. There he is. What a guy. Uh, who's that? Oh, you guys remember that? It's coming up. Oh, yeah, I saw that though. Oh, and Steve. You remember Steve? Steve Nolly? You guys remember Steve from the show. Okay, cut that shit off. It's a good bit. Thanks to our technician, Trent. Don't just leave that on. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe put the fireplace back on. Get rid of that one. I, I didn't think things would go this well. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. This is amazing. Really Our nice. next guest is uh, the brother of the former premier, Rachel Nolly. But more than that, he's a cartoonist. He lives in Seattle. His name is Stephen Notley. And he's, uh, he's, he's finally put out his first book. So, uh, Steve, <laughs> if you want to come to the stage. Woo! Hi, folks. It's awesome to be here at the Microcast. Oh, man, okay. This actually worked about as well as I thought it was going <laughs> to. Steve, do you want a drink? I, I would love a drink. Yeah, here, you can have mine. There you go, buddy. All right. Wow. So, camping chair, camping hey, you, you know what? Does anybody All else right. need a drink? Who re- you really okay. need a beer? We'll hook you up. Go out, order a beer on my tab. It's Mike. Just No, just go do it, but bring me back one. Two beers. What kind this of is, shit? This is the magic of live theater, everybody. Buying you a beer. In the moment beer purchases. Let's go. Thank you. 
Claire. Steve, you're still here. Uh, okay, yeah. Great. Um, in defense of fascism. Yes. What's What's this book all about? Oh man, like I look back at that and go, it's not as funny as I thought it was back at the time. <laughs> <laughs> is it Is it because of the first comic? <laughs> Well, it was the idea was that it. Uh, man, you really put me on the spot here. Like, uh, oh, we can go somewhere else. Well, no, it's, it's, <laughs> the idea was that just generally that here's like Bob kind of defending the indefensible is is the is one of the tacks that I take in this dumb cartoon. Yeah. But you know, th- now that I've got a book out, <laughs> like, uh, you know, I hope everybody like goes back 25 years and buys it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, how many books have you actually... Uh, so I've got 11 books now. By, I just uh, did the 11th... Uh, All right! Uh, this one is through... I, and unfortunately, it's through the Devil Amazon, but if you go to Amazon, you can just go and get uh, Bob the Angry Flower, Exciting Space Adventure. Uh, there is, in fact, some a space adventure in it. Some might say exciting. Uh, opinions differ. How many? How many strips is that? Uh, I'm I just going to ask you a bunch of number questions. Okay, yeah, yeah number <laughs> questions are great. Uh, I think the last, the, the one that I posted today was 1,325? 1,325 cartoons. Yeah. Holy shit. Who's drawn any cartoons ever out there? You, how many? Sean? Seven. Seven. Okay, that's pretty good. That's just keep going, buddy. You'll get there. <laughs> You just you just got to do about ten a day for the next like four years. It's it's really nice to see you. I got you a present as well, and and also uh, Lisa. So let's do that first. I got you a, a map of Rust Magic murals, and uh, <laughs> which which I got for free. Oh um, yeah, you sent me a photo of this. Yeah. I this but okay. So for for those listening at home, this is. Uh, <laughs> This is uh, the novelization of Doctor Who and the Time Warrior. Uh, so I'm, I'm holding it up uh, here, and this is—it's—it's it's, the novelization is by Terence Dix, even though the original teleplay was by Doctor Who awesome guy uh, Robert Holmes. This is the first Doctor Who adventure to ever feature Sarah Jane Smith, oh, yeah. one of the best uh, uh, companions of all time. It's the first to ever feature the Sontarans. Uh, it's just a load of fun. It's like Some what if it, guys? Come on, some turns. It, it it fills us in with. I mean, I know that I'm just reiterating what we all know about the the Centauran, yeah. you know, millennia long conflict with the Rutans and uh, the fact that the Centaurans are a clone race and they're, you know, from a heavy gravity planet and the Rutans are shape shifting sort of electrical beings and so that sort of. But, but again, this is all just stuff that you know. So, yes. Pardon. So like, I mean, Lisa did some readings. So like, should I? Do you guys want a reading for the first chapter? Yeah. <laughs> Woo! All right. It's, it's stand up if you could. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let them see. All right. All right. Prologue. Lynx was his name. He was a microsecond from obliteration. Jeez. A million miles out in the sterile black infinity, his starship sensors. Oh, that doesn't help. <laughs> Those are the sensors. Just, just keep. Had warned him of the asteroid belt. The asteroid belt. His heavy triple-digit hand moved just once, and the starship, silent as a whisper in the night, curved in towards the very center of the belt. So now you have to like. I'm trying to paint you a picture of this, and then try to imagine watching an episode of Doctor Who from 1960 something. It's a couple of layers, <laughs> okay. but go with it. Yeah. Uh, it, w- it was a tired, suicidal gamble. An eon had passed since his first sighting of the Rutan squadron. He had been making a fly pass through the constellation of Sagittarius, where Rutan forces were reported to be massing when the fighters had vectored onto him. Lynx was flying a reconnaissance ship, a lightly armed V-class cruiser. He had turned for base, engaging spectronic drive and confident that he could outrun the fighters, that they had stayed with him. Etc. Etc. So I'm not going to read this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he ends up crashing on Earth in the Middle Ages, and it's a lot of fun. It's yeah! like it's like you know alien stuff and and, and like castles. It's great, great. Okay, stuff. all right, all right. Sorry about. It sounds fun. All the parts of the podcast that I've been part of. May I You've borrow it when you're done You've reading been it? Great. Again. Yeah, uh, you're you're great too. Hi. But um, Edmonton loves. To think about Edmonton, can you can you from your from your dim memories of Edmonton when you used to live here, like how many years ago? Fifteen years ago? 
It'll be 15 this coming April. Yes. Yeah, that's Steve crazy. flew in from Seattle just for, for this. this. Yeah. So I think we can pay for his ticket. Um, the uh, what are what are the fundamental differences between those two cities? Jeez. So, uh, some of them. I mean, whatever. Just well, the, the one that one's is good. <laughs> and the other awesome. <laughs> Seattle drools. No. The biggest difference is, I would say, uh, is geographical. Uh, all you <laughs> folks. <laughs> Kilometers. Like, like, what, like where they are on the globe. You mean? Yeah, they're, 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 and this is going to be a big surprise, but they're in two entirely different places. Right. <laughs> 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 More to the point, like as as, as our Edmonton, you know, uh, uh, attendees here may be aware, Edmonton is something of a flat city, uh, with the sole exception of our beautiful River Valley, which we all love, don't we? Uh, whereas Seattle is, like, imagine Edm- a map of Edmonton, and then you blew a bunch of holes in it with a shotgun and filled those holes up with water. That's Seattle, yeah. right? Like, uh, so, so pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, so that's pretty much the difference. That's it. People drink more coffee there. Um, they are, they are not as. Uh, I don't know if there's like a big university in Seattle. There are some universities in Seattle, but uh, not as, not as fine as the University of Alberta. Okay. Uh, this is yeah. So I, so I once, I once, I once swiped right on somebody on a dating app strictly on the the strength of his wit and saying I want someone to show me around New Seattle. I thought what a great way to talk about Edmonton, but it turned out he was just traveling and meant oh. actual Seattle. Oh. <laughs> but New Seattle is like it's a good. I feel like it's a good designation. Yeah. We should all call ourselves. I mean, there's, there's 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 the Space Needle. There's a science fiction museum. There's a. a, a uh, a viaduct. Uh, they have an aquarium there. I don't think we have that in Edmonton. What but we've got the Space Science Center, so... What does a person from Seattle call themselves? Like I s- think they call themselves se- Seattleites. Seattleite? Seattleite? Seattleite, yep. Seattleite Seattle of love. Uh, obviously. <laughs> I think I call myself a satellite. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Your sister. Oh, she's so good. Okay. What about her? <laughs> what does she do? Hey, that's the topic on the wheel. We have to spin for that one. You can't just bring it up. You can't just blur it up. Yeah. Wheel, wheel. All right, spin the wheel. Get up. The there. crowd has spoken. Steve, do you want to spin the wheel? No, make him spin it. Here, sit down. Yeah, no, I'm coming. I'm, I'm good at. You're showing him where it is. I'm showing him where the wheel is. I'm Vanna Whiting it. I love how much just booze is around me right now. I, w- I want to correctly a- achieve the moment of time that we saw I earlier. The mic can go yeah. to the oh, you mean where you're like here? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. saw it. Remember that photo? Yeah. Tim Makula, Jesus. <laughs> oh. Tim McCoola is the producer of our show. He uh, is the reason we're all here because he paid for the fucking space. Yeah, like the the real the real way it worked is Mike kept not doing stand up, and then Tim and me and Mike would just go to Sherlock Holmes constantly and Get drink drunk. a lot, and then sort of briefly we were gonna do this like sketch comedy thing, and I kind of ditched out on that. There was yeah, there was yeah. like a number of ideas like every other week. Yeah. So here we are at this magnificent Because Tim forced moment. us into it. He was like, fucking stop. So Here's I was going to ask the, the audience if they have taken notice of the sinister porcelain angel atop the fireplace. What? Here. Holy shit! <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I had not seen that. That is like horrifying. I, I, I've been just focusing on her since I sat down. I honestly <laughs> thought that this was a relaxing image. It is I not. Can, I can feel it boring into my brain. <laughs> Do the, do, do the two of you, poet to cartoonist, have any questions about each other's realms? Party. I will let you start. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, didn't you say something earlier? What did you say earlier? I can't remember, but I remember thinking, that's what I need. I need more of that. He was um, reading from Doctor Who. 
No, <laughs> it was it was before like in, that. In the green room. It was it was oh. a green room moment. Uh, gosh, I I completely don't remember it. I can't even. Oh, I think you said alcohol, I should read a poem from my book, but Fish would say I oh, should read right. it as I if saying, I were an Atlantic fisher person. Yeah. Who had had empty nets for yeah, exactly. a week. That was and, that was yeah. the bit. Was yeah. was suggestions like read one of your heartfelt poems yeah, yeah. with with some sort of so, dumb like yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. So that's the poet cartoonist thing, right? Is you take the kind of like intense like um, relationship to some sort of bit of embodiment and then you like Cut laterally the right Yeah. <laughs> you just kind of roll it. You toss the dice. Yeah. That seems interesting to me. So it's like the lighthouse. Oh. Like the canlet generator. Yeah. 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 Do you guys see this? The canlet generator? It was like, yeah, anyway. So everyone's nodding. So, uh, so I don't know. I mean, like, uh, so now now I guess it's my turn to ask some kind of question. God, now it's like, uh, uh, well, yes. like, why don't poems rhyme anymore? <laughs> wow. What a good question. You know, you can make that you can make them rhyme in really interesting ways. I, just, I never see it. I so just just Orange Door Hinge. Just this day just today somebody sent me a poem that rhymed Jean Jacques Rousseau with um or um Stupid Already tableau. Catch is throw. Like Jean Jacques Rousseau. Okay. So that's like a good rhyme. you know, yeah. Totally. Already catch But then too. why don't you rhyme? Well, okay. Here's okay, the, 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 like, here's the thing. Have you written, well, like, have you have a book of sonnets? So I or wrote. Lyrics? I wrote sixteen sonnets, one for each of the Myers Briggs types. Okay. And they all fucking rhyme. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the show. That's the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry this can't happen here, but I I, I, I challenge you two to collaborate on oh, one yeah. poetic cartoon. Not, not right. Not now. in the moment, but like, if you, if you, if you write uh, a sonnet and send it to me, I will illustrate it in cartoon. Holy part. shit! Did you all hear this? Yes. Amazing. <laughs> Done. Done. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I'm always looking for Amazing. cartoon ideas. And yeah. Like better than most. I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. Does it have to rhyme? A rhyming sonnet? Well, no. If you don't care about he quality, wants you yeah, to. I guess. <laughs> All right, you all heard this throw down. So, like, you know, watch the Mike Rakowski Hour podcast Instagram and Twitter for the sonnet that's <laughs> illustrated. I don't know. I'll It'll just be Facebook. one of my regular yeah, comics. Yeah. Just keep we'll, just go no, to we'll GeekCity.ca. We'll, we'll, send me a link. I'll send them a yeah, link. Yeah, well, I'll push yeah. it out. And I won't be on those social media because I'm reading this dour book about yeah. the attention economy. Are you going to pull Are you gonna pull back at all? Well, I have been a yeah, little bit. Yeah, this, I'm right, pretty so. fickle. Like, I, I have no problem. I have a philosophy professor who is my like favorite undergraduate philosophy professor you know owns Sokolo that like garden shop you should all go support it because it's run by a philosopher she always said consistency is overrated and I feel like that's the kind of thing with with social media it's like just people should feel free to totally drop in and out so that's what I've been doing I just like delete because it's like it's satisfying it's kind of like breaking up with someone that you don't want to date anymore <laughs> like really satisfying to just get off social media but then you're like well you know it's like the sex was good so you go back <laughs> you know it's all madness like we got we got gamed really bad yeah yeah we've like, all yeah. been gamed and it's the Russians yeah. the Russians are already yeah, mentioned the Russians fall for so the bit, Russians yeah. bring <laughs> us back and then we get in there but they're so um, alluring they're just they're fun they're, <laughs> they're fun. fun group of it's guys it's light you know no, 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 these poems that rhyme and yeah. Well, you like quote, the good uh, old days. You, you quoted uh, Dostoevsky mm-hmm. at the beginning of your uh, most recent book. I did. Yes, you did. So you like Russians there. I like Russians. Yeah, that's a Russian. Have you ever had some kind of political accusation? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Therefore, like I saw Lisa Martin with the devil. Impeachable. No, like the. Uh, did you have you ever read The Gambler? No. Okay, yes, no questions suck. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But have you heard The Gambler? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Are you going to read it? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Kenny Rogers. <laughs> Jason Kenny Rogers. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, my God, it's imagine It's fortune, <laughs> yeah, before and after. Jason yeah. Kenny Rogers. Yeah. He'd be so likable, finally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> 
50-50. Yeah. Yeah. Down to Jason, Georgia. can he miss Mr. Rogers? That's likable. Oh, you're really spinning my That's the worst know. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. Yeah. You're right. Jason, can you miss what? Oh my God! He's topping it! Oh, he's topping oh, it! Oh, 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 he's topping the train! Oh my God! Is it gonna tip over? Yeah! He has topped the tree. There is a star on the tree. Let's do one more spin of the wheel. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, yeah. cool. Go for it, Mike. You do it. Spin the wheel. Let's spin the wheel. I know it's your show and not mine. How about we get an audience member to spin the wheel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good oh. idea. Who oh wants my to gosh. spin the wheel? Wait, 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 wait. Who's had a really bad day? Yeah. You back in the back there in the corner. That's a tall hand. Tall hand back there, right there. You, I see you. Come on up here. Come spin the wheel. Come spin the wheel. Yeah, come spin the wheel. You had a really bad day. <laughs> come on over here. <laughs> We're just going to finish your, it off. What is your name? <laughs> My name is Kim. Kim? Yeah. Kim, why was your day bad? Um, oh, man. <laughs> because of personal reasons. Those are always the worst ones. Those are the Yeah, okay. Well, you want to spin the wheel? Can I just like? Is that allowed? You're, oh, you're just gonna no. You got to give it a real I spin. You can't pick it. <laughs> What's that? I just pick cats. We, we all want to pick cats, but we're we're not we're not gonna do it. <laughs> Fate has to decide. The lip. God will pick cats. Oh my God. <laughs> Nothing in the rule book says you can't grab the wheel and put it exactly to what you want it on. Yeah. I think, like, Steve I'm is not, familiar not wrong. With the rules. We have picked cats. All thank right. you. Thank you, Kim. All right. Kim, thank so you. So, Cats, the musical, the movie. How about it? We've all wanted to talk about this. Oh, man. <laughs> Who's your favorite Cats character, Steve? Idris Elba. He still looks hot as a cat. Jeez. Mr. Mistopheles, I guess? Name, but, name one other cat, Cats. What, what other cats cat? Uh, yeah, teaser. <laughs> there are no cats in America. The streets are paved with cheese. Oh. Rumple teaser? Come on. What? what? I'm How sorry, cats cast, cast cast mouthing stuff at me. <laughs> and I wasn't paying attention. Oh, we got Garfield. No. Yeah, and Gar- Garfield. I, like, I hope that Garfield is in this new cats movie. I mean, it would be kind of offensive if he wasn't. I think Garfield's in all of us. Everywhere, always. <laughs> it's in every one of Come on. We're to all into cats, both as animals and as movie adaptations of musicals. From 20 can years you ago. sing memories? Do you know the lyrics? I don't know the lyrics. Can anyone out there sing it? Can anybody anyone, know the lyrics? Does anyone know all memory the words? All alone in the moonlight. <laughs> put the put the lyrics up on the uh, on the, the the fireplace. This is like crowdsourcing. It's like Google. You guys are our we could we could we could do this. We have the technology. If you get the lyrics up on the on the Kim knows, Kim back there knows. memory, memory song. It's a song about remembering things. All right. <laughs> Okay. That's all of it. <laughs> I'm at a loss. I don't know. It feels like know, a yeah. human flea market. I don't know. We <laughs> could go on for hours. Well, we're at 10.08. It's 10.08 o'clock. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Who said it? You motherfucker. Oh, this guy. Ryan Garner, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I love you. Of the Edmonton Journal. He's going to spin the wheel. He's going to do it right. Hi, Ryan. Thank shapes, you, Ryan. Shapes, shapes, go. Shapes, 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 shapes. Oh. oh what does it say? Adam Driver. He's hot. And a good actor. Spin it again. (laughs) 
I have so many divorce poems. We should have stayed on Adam, Adam Driver <laughs> for marriage stories. Yeah, we were kind of hoping for this one. There's my brother over there. Sean. Can you read a sibling's poem? Yeah, please. Yeah. All right. There we go. And Steve, in the meantime, can you write a sibling's poem? I should also mention uh, we've got we've got my other brother Nick Borchard in the booth running all our sound. He's recording all of this. Killing it. Yeah. Oh, is that? I'm pretty sure that Steve is going to draw this while I read it. No, no, he's, he's writing a sibling's poem. I, I, would, I would if the pen worked. And at the end, we're going to vote. I do. I got a pen. I know all about death. He's dead. Test the microphone. Siblings, siblings. Thank you. That's an SNL joke, but kind of skewed. Thumbs up, but you know, don't always trust someone who gives you the thumbs up. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm the one learning. I'm the one learning. Okay. So this is for my sister, who's back there. Casey. Woo! It's called What I Believe Now About Us Then for C, which stands for Colleen. And um, it's really a poem about the way that we are all complicit. So we could, we should, uh, you know, knock off the, the righteous bullshit and get in. Yeah. What I Believe Now About Us Then. The morning of your surgery, I drive across the river, accepting my part in it. How fueled I am by what we now know without doubt can't last. The awful beauty of exhaust rising in air exactly like exhaled breath, yet also instead of breath. Today you will be healed by being gently harmed, and I can be transfused by what rises cloud-like from poison, side-lit by the slowly rising winter sun. Fog and exhaust, cloud and breath stretched thin as the soft cotton plug my little girl pulled last night from a bottle of vitamin C while you and I fought quietly like adults pretending not to fight. This quiet itself a gesture to other wounds, our arms marked back then by soft violence, thin sinking of nails in each other's flesh, pinch me, we said, so I know I'm real. My girl knows what's real, her belief. Last night we fought while she imagined thin white cotton into bits which were not but would become these clouds, this bridge, and spread the pieces wide as wings on the lid of her toy box. Look, she said last night, her bright wild voice, her joy tinctured by viral confusion, grown up sorrow. Sure enough, bits of fog drift now over the bridge. It's the high level bridge. Butterfly, she exhaled. And I awoke in the night with your sore throat, a softened heart, no need to draw blood to prove this heart, you, the broken pieces exist. Your pain was always real, believe me. What exhausts us most, what wastes us, can't last. The torn cotton already, though we couldn't see it then, was the softly torn moon's fingernails in our flesh was this fog that would one day rise lit by winter sun, this bridge. Our wings were always wide and white clouds fused with exhaust, fog always sinking, being lifted. Holy shit. Lisa is uh, amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing. I, I would encourage you. She's got uh, books on sale afterwards, either in the lobby or at the Empress, where we're all going to go afterwards. We're all going to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to go drink there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this party can't end. And then, and then, and then, Stephen, it's it's your turn uh, to write to to to, 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 to read your poem. Okay. This, use your mi- use your microphone. This is uh, called uh, siblings. <laughs> <laughs> There once was a brother from mother whose sister was equally other. Their dad was the same. This poem is lame. I don't think I should have bothered. I'm just I was just changing it to that one while he read it. Should we go to 
I think that's probably the case. I think it's time to wind the show down. I know, sorry. You can get to it's go It's fun, now. right? So here's the thing. <laughs> this is a proof of concept. We have never done this before, but if you liked it, maybe come back. We'll do it again. Yeah. You want us to do it again? pilot episode. <laughs> All right! Because it's easier than I thought it was. We, 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 th- we thought we'd mix, like, super highbrow <laughs> with super lowbrow with super no preparation. <laughs> <laughs> Check I think, it out. I think episode two, like we could all be confident that the kicks will be completely worked out by then. Yeah, yeah exactly. episode two, so, just uh, like Star Wars. Episode two, yeah, Attack Charlie of the Clones, best one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're gonna bring Nick Borchard up here. Nick Borchard is gonna do some shit. Do you want a drink, Nick? Yeah, you need one. You've been up in that booth. Anyone want a shot? Just come right here. Nadine, take a swig. Oh, that was needed. Nailed it. All right. Hey, Trent. Can you turn up the uh, channel number seven? Or All six, right. sorry. Thank you. Oh my god, we're oh, yeah. swigging the Thank old you. bottle around. Nick, are you ready? <laughs> You're not, you don't have to be. Oh, I'm ready. You don't have to be ready. Ready or not. Uh, I haven't been called that in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. No, Tim passed it around. Tim is taking the booze to human beings to drink from. That's mine. Not anymore. That's good thing I Claire got me this beer. Good thing you have a cold. Yes. <laughs> good thing my wife has a cold now. I don't know. Wait, what? Okay. I haven't done this in a very long time. Let's see. All right, you ready to go? Yeah. I'm, I really want you guys to sing along, if you know the words. Before you do this, before you do it, Thank you so much to all of you for showing up. Thank you to the Grindstone Theater. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> all right. Thank you to Trent Crosby in the booth. He did this real last minute. He tech for us. He did all the shit here. Fucking killing it. Thanks to Dara Hamniski for the Wonder Wheel. Wonder. She built this. Dara did that, and uh, and she also took tickets at the door, which was really nice. She didn't have to do that. She's fucking killing it. Uh, and Tim McCullough for producing the show and uh, and uh, being our uh, tree decorator. And the grindstone, of course. Uh, yes, and the grindstone, yes. I started with that. I started with it, yeah. I did it. All right, Nick, I think that's it. All right. You guys might know this one. Sing along. Please sing along. Because I'm just going to sit here awkwardly. I don't know the words. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child.
single down. My empire of dirt. Whoa! Again, whoops. Started. Yeah. <laughs> Million miles away. Oh, I would keep myself. Oh, I would find a way. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for coming. Come Thanks. back. It's going to be great. Thank you, Nick. Amazing. Come with us, we're gonna go drink at the Empress. It's gonna be killer or stick around. There's open mic out there. It's, it's a ways in, but they're gonna have a good time. It's gonna be fun. You'll get to see the youngest, youngest portrait drunk if you go to the Empress. Yeah, go to the Empress, you can drink there. You're beautiful.